we welcome Cassie Campbell Pascal back to the program. Good morning, Cassie. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Doing great up here. I understand you're just doing a little uh, runner on dropping kids off at school and things. What's going on? Yeah, this was, honest <laughs> to God, this was perfect timing. I literally just ran back in the door from school drop-off, and here we are, and, you know, excited. So it's good. That's being a mom. That's the responsibility. You're busy, busy. You're probably busier now than you've ever been. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I left Sportsnet, and I thought, okay, it's going to be good. You know, I'm going to be able to breathe a little bit more. And I do. I do feel busier than maybe I ever was, but I wow. uh, have definitely taken travel off of my plate. Mm-hmm. Like, not totally, but, um, you know, I, I can't believe now that I actually was doing all the travel that I was doing now that I've taken something off my plate. So mm-hmm. it's been a good decision and a really fun transition to be part of the PWHL. And it's where my passion is. And, you know, sometimes you just got to make those decisions, not based necessarily financially, but... Yeah. Uh, just where your passion is and live life the best you can. So uh, this is, yeah, it's been a lot of fun and a great transition. Before we get to all that, Cassie, on this day in 2002, Olympic gold medal in Salt Lake. Do you, do, when you woke up this morning, does that, does it trigger for you? Is it like an anniversary birthday or did you even know? You know, it's, you kind of don't know, but there's always one or two teammates that just start the text, right? <laughs> and, you know, a lot of them live in the East. So when I woke up there, they were, and it, um, you know, they probably saw it on Twitter or something. So they probably didn't even remember, but they, yeah, you, it's a fun day in that sense because you connect and Hey, how's everybody doing? And you get texts from people that maybe you don't get a chance to talk to all the time. So, um, yeah, I mean, just to me, that team set the standard in my opinion. And, uh, for what women's hockey is today. Um, you know, I know we had so many great pioneers before us. That 1990 team was pretty incredible too. But um, I just think in, in our country in particular, winning that gold and the people and how much they've given back to the game, that that particular group, um, and they still do. I, I just think we just set a standard. And, and all the current veterans, you know, all the, the Brianne Jenners and the Marie-Philippe Poulins and, and the older players on the current team, you know, they watch that at Olympics, and that was what inspired them. So i just really proud to be part of it, but really fun to, to wake up and, and get some texts mm-hmm. for sure. Cassie Campbell-Pasco with us on Sports 1440. That connection that you have with those teammates, it's something that no one can ever take away from you. And they always say that you never miss the game, but you miss the your friends, your teammates. Similar for you? Yeah, I mean, I think you always wish uh, you're 25 again, mm-hmm. right? But the body just wasn't going to hold up. and But that, to me, it's the belly laughs. You know, I, I recently was in Toronto for the NHL All-Star, and uh, one of my best friends on the team, Vicky Sanahara, she had a, a U of T practice, and I went to the University of Guelph, so it's a big rivalry. And she's like, hey, can you just come on out and, and run a help run a practice? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And you just do those things for those types of people. But then, of course, we go out after for a beer and nachos, and, um, we just laugh, you know, we just tell yeah. stories and we just laugh and there's no judgment. We we talk about real life things and you know, you're not going to get any judgment from the other side of the table. And you, you know, you can spill your guts about anything and it like, it's just a real special bond. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, Kevin, we're not all best friends, but we, I think for life, we're going to always be there for each other. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that you, you sometimes are, or more often than not, you don't get in the real world and real business. And, um, and it's just a real special bond that you just kind of can't describe. And, uh, you spend so much time together and you're just, you know, it's, you're always just going to be there for each other. So it's pretty cool. 
Cassie Campbell-Pascal, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Now, PWHL Special Advisor. You've been on the job a couple of months now. Is it everything you imagined it to be, and how are you enjoying it? Well, I think we always had this dream, right, that this was the potential. We'd have crowds and we'd have people interested in our game on a regular basis, you know, outside of just playing for Team Canada. And then it happens and, you you're, you know, you're just sort of flabbergasted in the sense that it's exceeded your expectations. You know, watching those players come out and being introduced that o- that opening weekend, you know, I was sitting on my couch and I'm just like, you could feel the emotion through the television and I know them. So I know what they fought for and I know what they're going through. And, um, it's, it's just been a tremendous start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep, people keep asking me, you know, what, you know, what, what's sort of the future? Like, listen, when we're 10 and, and 12 years in, we've been successful. Um, so right now I think our approach is just to stay humble, continue to push and grow the game in the six markets that we're in. And, um, you know, just the product on the ice speaks for itself. It's been tremendous hockey and our, our business side continues to grow. Our hockey ops side is, you know, meets every week and, um, you know, trying to make the game better and, and safer and, and just different things that we need about to, you know, future plans. And um, it's been, honestly, it's been so much fun and scary decisions sometimes to leave a, a job that I, you know, you're at for almost 20 years. But it uh, when I left the building that night, I was with Anson Carter and it was just, like, oh, like I, I've made the right decision. So um, just really glad to be a part of it and, and help in any way that I can. Mm-hmm. Anything harder, anything easier than, you know, what you thought would be going into this position? Well, one of my duties is I'm I'm actually on the player safety committee. So I watch games differently. You know, that's the reality. I mean, I've always watched a ton of hockey, but you just, you know, you're looking for different things and non-calls and calls and, you know, you just sort of have a little bit of a different approach to it. And, you know, players that I've watched, you know, play for Canada or USA, I'm I'm getting an opportunity now to watch them full time. And so you get the, to know the tendencies and, um, you know, getting an opportunity to see these players, you know, every night on television has been really cool. I, I would just say the initial challenge for me was, you know, I, I, I'm talking to every department. How can I help and, and where do I fit in? And, um, you know, just making sure that people understand you can reach out to me and ask me stuff. So I'll, you know, I'll have the sponsorship committee reach out and ask for contacts or, you know, the business side, you know, what do you guys, what do you think about this? Or, or I'm doing these broadcast features uh, to help create content for our, for our broadcast. And, you know, I'm on the hockey upside. So just making sure that I don't overextend myself, but also make sure I do the job that that's being asked of me. So, you know, that's probably been the biggest challenge, but um, loving being home a little bit more and, and my teammate Jana Hefford who's been leading all of this really she, you know, she's been great at saying hey if you can't travel don't worry about it like if you can't do this event don't worry about it so um, you know I think that's the thing that has given me a little bit more peace of mind Cassie Campbell-Pascal our guest on Sports 1440 uh, maybe this is something you discussed with uh, with Jana Hefford Cassie this is a text comes in from just Mike he's actually got about t- 10 questions but uh, could you ask Cassie when they plan to have team names and logos uh, for the six teams right now because maybe out here Cassie I think we maybe lose a little of the identity we don't we're not making that connection can you comment on that yeah yeah no 100% I I and I get it I think um, you know, that's obviously a huge priority for us. I think trademarks and how that all develops are a little bit tricky. We had such a quick turnaround from the moment that we knew this was going to happen. It was literally six months and we had to, you know, put this all together. 
and hire staff and do all these things. So I really foresee us having an announcement, you know, after this first season. Listen, I, I there's people that are bigger bosses than I am. Mm-hmm. So this is just my opinion. But um, I really think after this season and into next season, we will have team names. And um, from my understanding, it's been about trademarks and just different things and not wanting to turn around a, a name and maybe it doesn't fit. Right. So we just want to make sure we get the right fit. And, and that's really the reason is just the quick turnaround of, of how this all came about. Are you like surprise is the wrong word, but again, because you've talked about how successful it's been, but when you see the full buildings and you're getting into the, the 12, 13, 14, 15,000 people in the stands, you, you must just swell up with pride. Yeah. And, and for me, I'll be honest, Kevin, like these current players deserve it so much because they really gave up almost four years of their career to make this happen. And, you know, they fought for so much and they stuck together through thick and thin. And um, so to see them being celebrated has just, it's been amazing. And they do such a great job at, you know, talking about the people that played before them, but you know, they, they really have done a tremendous job here and without their sacrifice, we wouldn't have what we have today. And that's just a reality. And, and I think too, for the first time, we really have everyone working towards one league on the same page, which is something we didn't have in women's hockey. And so these women deserve to be celebrated. This mm-hmm. league deserves to be celebrated the way that it has been. And we just continue to need to push on the business side and make sure that these ticket sales are sustainable. And, you know, I know there's NHL teams that want to have games in their buildings. And I'll be honest with you, I'm secretly pushing internally for some Western games. Yeah. And, and, you know, Edmonton and Calgary, um, would be top of my list for sure, living here in Alberta. So um, just, you know, it's been incredible. But the, the crowds, to me, it's it's been emotional to see the signs and, and, you know, the people from old to young sitting there realizing their dream, too, of this happening. Because for those fans of women's hockey, they've always wanted this. So, yeah, everything's been really incredible so far, but we just keep plugging away behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, when we had you on last, Cassie, we, we talked about that, even though you weren't, involved yet with the you know with your current role and we talked about the the pwhl and the the presence out here and and we get it i get the fact that with the travel and the proximity with these six teams and things like that but just to have a couple of games out here um to kind of keep that awareness and keep that that identity going um i think we really need it out here and as you say hopefully you you are working behind the scenes to get something like that out here yeah you know it's it's. I, I know it's a top priority for sure. We also want to make sure that we continue to grow in our markets. And but we get it. We get the demand too. And you know, I, I live in Calgary, and I know that's maybe taboo for some people listening. No. But um, I live in Calgary, and girls hockey Calgary. It's grown so much, and and it's the same in Edmonton. You know, my daughter was just in Edmonton a couple weekends ago, and to watch the caliber of hockey that she was playing against, it's amazing to see how much it's grown. And you know, those kids and their parents deserve an opportunity to get a chance to see these players up close. So I can't promise anything, Alberta, but I'm definitely doing my best. And I know the Flames and the Oilers would be extremely interested in in helping and participating. So, you know, that's really key for us. And, you know, again, we'll just keep pushing. and, And I do think it's a priority to have some games out West and to keep, you know, that interest alive and, and to keep the West feeling like they're involved. And, and you guys know, you've heard this before, it, it's it's all about cost, right? And yeah. keeping it down and, and travel is a big part of it. So um, we'll see what happens in the future. But I'd be shocked if we, we didn't have games, you know, coming up soon. Not this year, probably, but, 
in the near future after that that come out west. Maybe down the road you'll end up, uh, you know, coaching, managing, owning some team in Calgary down the road. That would be uh, neat to see. Uh, I got one last one for you, Cassie. We had Mel Davidson on a couple of weeks ago, and of course you know her very well, being uh, coach for you for many years. And I, and I'm sorry, I'm going to throw this at you, but I th- did the same thing to Mel. If you were coaching, or you're not even coaching. Of all the players that you've played with and maybe even watching, because Mel threw this out because she, she added Marie-Philippe Poulin, who I don't think she said she coached uh, very much, maybe at the very tail end of her career. And you needed five players, so your, your forward line and a couple of D, and you're, you're down a goal to the Americans with a minute left. Uh, you can go any era for the, the, the 25, 30 years that you want to. Who are you putting on the ice for Canada to get the tying goal? Well, I think um, I got to go probably Hef, Pooh, and Wick up front. Um, I'd have to go Don McGuire, who is a great Edmonton Chimo, and I'm not just saying that, but uh, a name that doesn't get mentioned enough, and Catherine Ward on the back end. And then probably my extra forward up front would be, oh, my God, probably Danielle Goyette, to be honest with you. Oh, boy, yeah. you know, I, it's I hard, isn't it? Is the, yeah, I think <laughs> Pooh's the best player we've ever seen and, mm-hmm. and the best captain, too, and has really grown into that leadership role over the last few years. But, um, you know, I think that would be the lineup that I would put out. You mentioned, yeah, uh, you know, I interviewed Deanna Miauchi, and you know her from her Chimo yes, days. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I talked to her uh, about last year sometime when the Chimos were go- going into the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. And again, that, that was another period of time in our you know, the history of our game in, in the province, not only in the province, but in Canada, that is a big part of where women's hockey is today. A hundred percent. Like for a long time, the Edmonton Chinos were the only team out West that was of, and I, you know, I know people are going to send me texts, but that was of high level professional hockey as professionals we were back then. And mm-hmm. I know when I moved to Calgary and, and played for the Oval, I mean, I knew all about the Chinos and, yeah you know, just how excited I was to come out West and play against them and, and Shirley Cameron and the mm-hmm. list goes on and on of the people that have done so much for that organization in the women's game. But, you know, the Edmonton Chimos is one of the top teams ever. And, you know, you hear about Toronto Arrows and some of the teams out East, the Mississauga Chiefs, but uh, I think the Edmonton Chimos really kept women's hockey on the map out West. And they were always a force to be reckoned with and a tough team to play against and a big part of our history for sure. Hey, Cassie, always enjoy our chats uh, and running into the history part of it. That's uh, kind of my uh, my passion to talk about the old days for some reason. I don't know, just getting old, I guess. But congrats. It's 22 years since you won the gold, part of Team Canada. Congrats on the new gig, and I'm sure we'll talk in the, in the near future about um, how the league is growing, continuing to grow, and, and the future of it. Thanks for this. Yeah, well, give me a shout. Give me a shout anytime. Thank you so much.